dangerously close. Occupy Podcast. It's your boy, Anti-Capitalist Doug here with an important advertisement for William Mitchell Audio. And this episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. And I guess you do need money to live. And I don't know, maybe I am capitalist. I don't know, maybe I should have thought this through before I started recording this ad. But if you need the best audio engineering company available that brings professionalism and excellence to every project, go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Taylor Clark. Taylor is a Seattle-based adult skateboarder, husband, father, and comic. A majority of his life was lived in Brooklyn, but at his core, Taylor was a man destined for the woods and failure. Back in the great Northwest, closer to his forest family and engulfed in all the marvelous wilderness that surrounds them, Taylor now resides in a secret bunker and is holding his family hostage to comedy dreams. When Taylor's son was born, he put comedy production on the back burner in order to focus on his family. He assured himself a career in comedy was no longer in the cards, and everyone who knew him was of the same opinion. Considering his biggest accomplishments in comedy were producing free shows and picking up the ability to shamelessly name drop, it was hard to argue he was on the cusp. So he packed up his family and hightailed it to Seattle. Later that year, he was asked to audition for the Seattle International Comedy Contest. He was selected to compete, made it through to the finals, and finished fifth out of 32 Taylor was the only Seattle-based comic to make it to the finals in 2017. From that point on, Taylor completely dedicated his life to stand-up, and as of now, he is making a living as a comic. In 2019, he performed at the world-famous Laughing Skull Comedy Contest after this year released his debut album, Addictive Tickle. When he's not raising his son, he's either skating, writing jokes, or recording his podcast. What's up, Taylor? What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't fuck that up at all, or maybe just a little bit, but I've had I've had so many times where I'm trying to read a bio and I get just jumbled up and I'm saying the wrong words. <laughs> I'm impre- I'm impressed that you read that. I have a very clunky re- writing style. I always find that it's much nicer to read and then when you have to say it out loud, it's hard to get it out. So you killed it. I felt like it was your bio is like it's like reading literature, man. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's high praise. Thank you very much. And yeah, you know, I, I didn't know uh, you're from Seattle, man. That's that's like my home way from home, dude. It's a oh, beautiful really? city, and I, I'm there all the fucking time, dude. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I live outside of Seattle. I'm in Everett, but uh, I don't. I really don't know the geography. Yeah, it's of twenty minutes out. north. It's where they make all the drugs that. Oh, cool. <laughs> we, get, cool. we we ship to Seattle <laughs> in meth country. Yeah, it's meth country. It's where we keep all the trailers. Our, we have our local Walter Whites and whatnot. Oh, very cool, man. Yeah, I, I was just fly like flying to SeaTac, go right into the city, back to SeaTac, out. <laughs> That's awesome. What are you doing in Seattle? Why you're home away from home? Uh, a lot of family and stuff, okay. and uh, you know the the crazy thing is, I actually have never. Uh oh, forgot to mention, man. This is the skateboarding episode that's why you're here man but uh very exciting i've never i've never skated in seattle man actually that's but it's where i it's like the only place i ever snowboard i always go up to snoqualmie i don't know if you're that that mountain yep yep i snowboarded before i skated so i could you know did snoqualmie stevens pass even mount baker mount hood whistler like i did all the greater northwest mountains yeah so cool so fun man oh and that's the only opportunity i ever get is like so I, i usually go i'm I usually am in Seattle about twice a year, but uh, this is past year, man. I haven't gone. I, I went to North Carolina for New Year's Eve for like kind of a just I just got a cabin up there just to kind of get away from it and have a fun New Year's Eve. But I haven't really gone on a trip 
but yeah, typically I'm in Seattle twice a year and every, I go, I, I'm there every new year's Eve and that's when I snowboard. It's like the only, cause here in Nashville, there's nothing around here, man. Like it's, it's a pretty serious drive from here to a place to snowboard. I can imagine Nashville, Tennessee is uh, not exactly a snowboard country. Although my worst snowboarding injury ever happened here in Nashville, in the city, doing some stupid shit. Cause we just had this. What did, did a snowboard fly off someone's car and hit you in the head or something? It's dumber than that, man. <laughs> we had a, this cheap ass, my, my friend went and got like a cheap toy snowboard. Uh, Cause it was like, it was like, we, we rarely get snow, right? Like, like a big five, two for 10 bucks kind of yeah, snowboard. Like, like you don't, you don't even have, it doesn't even have boots. You don't strap in. You just, just had little like slipper, like, you know, little slippers. You just slip your feet. All in. those little rubber booties. You put your, yeah. Like, your feet and, uh, into. Like a wakeboard. This, the spot, man, I've actually gotten seriously injured at the spot twice now. So I'm fucking done with playing in the snow, except for like when I snowboard on a real, you know, <laughs> with a bit. Anyway, man, the point is we had the stupid thing. We were jumping off a, a concrete there's like a big hill that's covered in snow and we were basically doing acid drops on this shitty okay. fake snowboard into the snow and riding down the bottom of the hill and it was fun and on just i don't know maybe by third or fifth you know go i went down and my uh front foot slipped out my front foot slipped out the board caught the snow twisted and my knee went ACL? uh mcl Oh, and it was excruciating. Oh my god, I I've never hurt my knee. It's like one of my biggest fears. <laughs> fucking knock on wood. It, it, we that were so sucks. Far and not ball. skating. Am I? The worst is hurting yourself not skating. Yeah, no. there's nothing. You didn't earn it. You didn't use your injury on something productive. <laughs> well, I got my other MCL skating, so they've I've they've both oh, been torn now. Both knees. Yeah. Oh, buddy, how are you doing? <laughs> are you recovered? Oh fully recovered so it's almost oh. like it's never happened man so really that never happens that's good to hear yeah i mean well, uh, good for you i mean they're not to seattle we'll fucking take advantage of those healthy knees and go skate yeah. and snowboard and shit <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna use these knees for as long as i can man but i wanted to say this man uh because this is the uh the skateboard episode and i've had a few skateboarders on the podcast uh and skateboarding has gotten brought up here and there but i wanted to do an entire episode on skateboarding and I first found out about you uh, from a bit you have in your stand-up routine called Adult Skateboarder. And I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. Uh, so thank you for being today's expert. Wow, that's, that's, again, high praise and quite the title, but I'll take it for the episode's sake. I was, uh, when I, the very first time I saw your comedy, man, I was like, no, this guy's speaking my language. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's really it's awesome i'm so stoked because i've been working on these jokes for almost as long as i've been doing stand-up and never put them out there and so for skateboarders to almost like unanimously get behind it and be into it has been like honestly like yeah just humbling and flattering and you know, just the greatest reward. I mean, your stand-up's funny no matter what you're talking about. I mean, you have lots of stuff that's not skateboarding related. It's just the first thing that... <laughs> yeah, 98% of it yeah. is not skateboarding. <laughs> uh, but, but but I mean, the, the thing that caught, you know, the, I, that was first sent to me and I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then, you know, I send, I send it around and people, you know, everyone that knows that skates are like, oh, hell yeah. But also people, you know, because I send people your skateboarding related content that aren't skateboarders and they're like, this dude's fucking hilarious. And I was like, yeah, yeah man. That's I'm, great. I so, love to hear that. Uh, 
So, man, I got, you know what? I got some pretty serious topics to get into. If I, Dude, I'm so stoked. I like, well, I mean, you don't want to compliment me 10 more times because we can make that the whole episode. <laughs> no problem with that. Man, I'll get, I'll get, you, I'll get you some more. I'll, I'll sneak them in here. Can you, just, sorry, just, can you hear the banging that's going on outside? No. Oh, thank God. All right. But I might be partially deaf. I haven't had my, my hearing. It might be in my stuff. head. I have a psycho. So, <laughs> do, you, do you hear that? Do you guys hear that voice of my dead relative? <laughs> Oh shit, man. Well, if as long as we're hearing different screams, then I don't think it'll affect the audio. <laughs> you guys see those two twins taunting me with their <laughs> uh with their song right now? All right, go ahead. Let's roll. Oh man, I'm sorry, man. I'm but I'm covered in ants. Don't you see this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's put our mental illnesses on hold for one second and, and show up for skateboarding because that's what we're best. here to do. All right, let's go. Yeah. Go into our other <laughs> mental illness. Uh so, and this is like, I, I don't want to be sitting here like that. I'm airing my grievances of, as someone who's had the privilege of getting to skateboard my whole life. But I have some things I want to say about pop culture and, and, and you know, skating and skating. Let's go. I love it. Big opinions. Because, uh, you know, skateboarding gives and gives and gives, man. And and if they want to use skateboarding to sell diarrhea medication, that's fine. You know, but I don't understand why Hollywood can't make more skateboarding movies. Uh, for instance, I have never watched a professional soccer game in my life, but I've probably seen five movies about soccer. And I honestly, I mean, I enjoyed them and they're like well done movies, like, like goal. Like I'm like, hell yeah, man. I hope you get to go play soccer for real Madrid or whatever, you know, like, even though I don't give a shit or even know, like I don't watch soccer, you know, it's fine if that's what people are into, but uh, you know, Hollywood can make these movies about it. Skateboarding's mainstream, like quit making us sell diarrhea medication and make some good movies about us. And (laughs) I wanted to ask you, man, uh, off the top of your head, like how many movies about skateboarding can you even name? Like, I think there's five. There's I five? think like mainstream movies, I think there's five. But I uh, could not fucking agree with you more. I actively don't like sports, and I have seen every sports movie. The only reason I think football should exist is so that we can get another movie with Denzel as a coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. I like the movies so much more than the actual sports. And skateboarding movies-wise, there's Gleaming the Cube, there's Lords of Dogtown, there's... um. Oh my God. Now I can't even remember it, but that Paul Rodriguez made a feature film with Rob Dyrdek. Really? That's actually it's called, I didn't get on my radar. Google it right now if you can, but uh, oh my God, I'm, bra- I'm totally brain farting on the name of the movie, but there's that. And then there is mid nineties. I heard that was great. Mid nineties was great. I, didn't I like it. think mid nineties was probably one of the better ones. Like, and gleaming the cube. I would hold like gleaming the cube is more, way more mainstream i think than like mid 90s yeah um there's like a i think there's like a, a bad there's like a bad guy in that movie <laughs> like a terrorist right i, <laughs> Doesn't he have to I go thought that like his uh, girlfriend from a kidnapper or something man see the thing is at this point i have no it's recollection a crazy of the movie. plot to gleaming the cube but right i thought the mid 90s like and i only saw the previews i was like oh it's like uh a sequel to kids <laughs> yeah it, it definitely had a little bit of that uh yeah, that fly on the wall kind of like, yeah, it, it had some of that for sure. I But at the same time, I still thought it was successful because 
at the end of the day, it wasn't about skateboarding. It was about a kid who skates. And I think like cleaning the cube had that same success because it wasn't a trying to be about skateboarding. It yeah. was about a guy who skates and just like representing skating properly within this as more of like the subtext of the character and not like his his most identifying qualities, I guess. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I totally agree. And especially considering those truths, I don't understand why every movie doesn't have skateboarders exactly, in it, man. you know? I guess, I guess Marty McFly skates, right? In uh, Back to the Future, doesn't he invent the first skateboard in that? Because he, like, he goes back in time and he and someone's got a scooter and he fucks up oh, their scooter yeah. and turns it into a skateboard. Yeah, he blows everyone's mind. Off. God, I gotta, I gotta find that scene. That's like the best meme ever. He does, right? Doesn't he take a scooter and he's like, fuck it. He's, 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 like, he's like, what the fuck's this handle for? Crack. And then all of a sudden it's like a, a dope skateboard. <laughs> Dude, that's like our, that's like a skateboarding national anthem meme. <laughs> and actually, man, like, I guess I do have to give a prop in, in pop culture. Bart Simpson skates. So there is that. Oh, you got that guy right here, bro. That's so funny, My man. Spirit animal. Just for the listeners at home, because we don't have a video component. Oh, like, you don't? Yeah, I'm holding up a, a, a. It's probably like a McDonald's toy or something, but <laughs> it's Bart Simpson on like a rad fishtail old school skateboard. He's regular uh, in the toy, but I think he's goofy on the cartoon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think he is too. Because when he hits the uh, the radioactive, no, he's regular. No, he, he's regular because I'm now I'm imagining the intro scene where he's riding across the crosswalk and everything, and he's got his left foot forward. I feel like maybe they just maybe he uh, skates, how, how switch many a lot of your too. listeners just turn this off. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. I was gonna say when he lands on top of the car and Homer goes, oh, I think he's skating goofy he's at goofy. that point. No, see, see, and this is go, goes. We bring it full circle because this is why there should be a real skateboarder on, in every writer's room, in every on every set throughout all of Hollywood, so these kind of mistakes don't get made. Yeah, because uh, he's not like you know what. If if Bart can skate switch as well as he can skate regular, then why is he not on a popsicle shape? Why board? is that not a full episode? <laughs> All right, man. Simpsons, you're, you're on you're on notice. <laughs> yeah, where's the full episode about how fucking Bart rolled his right ankle and had to learn to skate switch really well all summer? <laughs> I would watch that episode. Uh man, and I just want to go like a little bit further, like deeper into like the the like you know, we're kind of like saying, like, you know, they've they got a few, few a few movies, and I'm what I'm trying to say is like, you know, it's not like the content for writing these movies doesn't already exist. Where like it would just be cake, you know, if somebody was like, like if you asked uh, Mike Vallely like to tell you his life story, he can make that take as long as all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Like that's how long it would take to listen to Mike Vallely if you just let him talk and tell you his shit. Because I, I I consider him basically like the Henry Rollins of skateboarding. Uh, <laughs> but who, uh, who do you think would make a, a good candidate for a skateboarding biopic? Mark Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, I thought I think about this all the time. Mark Gonzalez and Andrew Reynolds. I would watch yeah. the fucking Andrew Reynolds VH one behind the music, fucking a feature film, a TV show. It's just the coolest story. He like, and he's the best, the most gangster skater. Yeah. And he's history. still the boss. He's the boss. Yeah. He's just like, you know, sets the bar for cool, sets the bar for proper and in business and everything since he's gotten sober. And then he's just got a kid. So he's got like one of the coolest, I think, most traditional, like, 
you know, uh, like if you were going to do the movie Ray, but with Andrew Reynolds, it would work. <laughs> like yeah, you could still have amazing. all the same beats. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Mark Gonzalez would have, I think, the just the coolest one. You see the, the amount of influence he's had. He's so tight with Spike Jones. I fantasize about Spike Jones making a Mark Gonzalez biopic movie. All right, man. You heard it here first. Spike yeah. Jones, if you're listening. I'm calling you out, Spike. Where get, get is it? in touch with the Gons and get this shit happening, man. And but I, Gons I, is crazy. He doesn't like to talk about the past, I guess, is like a big character trait of his. So I think a biopic movie would actually be really difficult. Yeah, well, it's, on, you know, I, he's like one of those people that he's one of those. Uh, he's like Pharrell. He doesn't age. Right. <laughs> just saw some shit of him recently, like doing like like a little just some goofy skating, like in a grocery store. And I was like, I was like, who is this dude? Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's Mark Gonzalez. And I'm like, yeah, he's like that dude. It's, you know, skateboarding has kept his his childhood spirit so alive that like he does not seem like he would be a founder of skateboarding. He seems like. You know, just your average if dude. If you saw him in New York, you'd think he was like a men in black extra, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Honestly, man, like what I brought up earlier, like with uh, Mike Vallely, and for people that don't, that don't know who he is, but if you do know who Henry Rollins is, very similar vibe. But he's got a good story, too, like as far as like, you know, uh, redemption and like, you know, like failure that turns into success because like, he, Mike Vallely, yeah. for sure, and he was a professional wrestler for a hit for a while. And yeah, like, yeah, and he, uh, yeah, like he had that uh, skate video come out, come out called uh, Mike's Greatest Hits, where like when people would taunt him, he would like get half in of them are street fights. Yeah, there's a uh, I, don't, I don't know if you it's very famous, but there's one where uh, there's a skateboard contest and a cop tries to arrest Chad Muska, and uh-huh. Mike Vallely just jumps over the guardrail and, yeah, and attacks the guards. <laughs> He's crazy, dude. When I first started skating, like early, like, like I think like within like my second or third skate video I ever saw, one of them was like a 411 with Mike Bilaley. And they, dude, this was 20 years ago or something now. And it even then they were like, Mike Bilaley used to be like this, uh, you know, old school skater. And he's doing all these, you know, handstands and shit. Yeah. And I thought that was so dope because I came from gymnastics. I was like a gymnast when I was young. So I was like, cool, this guy is using gymnastics and skateboarding together. That guy's my favorite. I, I thought it was <laughs> and I think cool. I told one buddy, one person that at the skate park, and then they like didn't talk to me for a year. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with my opinion? <laughs> That's that was like that was his downfall though, because he he did get so huge uh, at an era when that shit was popular, and then that fell off because like legit street skateboarding blew up and it destroyed his career. And then somehow I, he like rose from the ashes without changing who he was or what he did. And he was like, no, 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 I still do the same exact shit, <laughs> but I'm going to, but I'm my, I'm selling my image, but I'm still going to own the dog piss grab or whatever. <laughs> I, um, like, I don't know, man. He's, he's always been a really interesting character. I know he's got like a six hour nine club episode or something that. Yeah. Like, I listened holy- to that. You have listened to it? Yeah, I haven't listened to it, but I imagine it's a lot of this. It's kind of enthralling, man. That's why I know so much about his shit. (laughs) I'm going to get off uh, Mike Vallely's dick here in one second, but I do want to say I saw him. He was uh, he went to the barracks and did. uh, He would fight you if he heard you say that. (laughs) He probably would, dude. Uh, I saw him do uh, play a game of skate with Chris Cole and people don't know Chris Cole is about like he's like a, a god of skateboarding and uh Mike almost won pulling off a bunch of dumb old school tricks that yeah, Chris Cole had never tried. Yeah, I saw that one, and at the last minute, they, Chris, or like right before they played, they were like, 
Hey, Mike, uh, is it, you know, you can't put your hands on the ground or feet on the ground or whatever. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, that's all I know how to do. <laughs> I think Chris Cole's like, let him have what he wants. Like, let him do what he wants. And then he did. And Chris Cole still beat him, right? <laughs> yeah, because Chris Cole did so like a 360 funny. foot. I love skating. <laughs> right, right, right. Because, because, because Chris Cole knows how to do a front shove or whatever. Yeah, I know exactly, dude. Like, at, at the very beginning, uh, Mike says something like, He's like, I, I don't I think he might be kidding, but he says something like, I don't even know if I could still Ollie. And I was just like, God, <laughs> that's so funny, dude. He's awesome. I still think he's rad. I watched everything he ever put out. Yeah, dude, he's he's a he's a king, man. He's a king amongst skateboarders. He's legend, right? He's just the skateboarding so full of these. I want to say characters, but I feel like that's almost demeaning because he's more. I mean, personality, I think just. And their personality has so much to do with their skating. It's such a unique medium because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, like, I mean, I like, I don't want to diminish football because I know a lot of the people listen to this podcast like football and whatever. But, like, a lot of times, you know, the person's personality that's playing, that does, it doesn't come out in the game. You don't go, like, not oh, you really, can really not see in the way. the way he threw the fucking football. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know he missed the three, but I could just watch that guy shoot threes all day. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it doesn't have yeah. that same quality. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, you know, we are making a lot of good points. <laughs> uh, and I think we just became the commissioner's of skateboarding here. Dude, it finally uh, happened. Live in front of your audience. Hey, man, I've, I wanted to do a skateboarding episode forever, and I'm glad we're finally getting done. And I'm also, I'm glad uh, I didn't start off the episode the way I was originally thinking about. I was thinking that I would just start off asking you if you knew about your extended warranty and then just pretend like the entire podcast is the most elaborate telemarketing call ever. And that, that I had like contacted you just to try and like telemarket. I don't, do you guys get those? That's in, a that's good in, bit uh, for a future episode. Yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys get those spam calls and shit like in Washington, like we do here? Oh yeah. Of course. On your cell the, phone? the robo calls and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. I get live oh, human yeah. beings. Like I've ever I've done telemarketing before. Oh shit, really? I'm a suck. Yeah. Oh, the worst. There's people but, telling you to, to kill yourself every fucking time you answer the phone. Yo, I mean, <laughs> I think between doing I did telemarketing, I did real estate, I did coupon sales. I did a lot of different sales jobs, cell phone sales in the mall back when T-Mobile had my faves, you know? I remember those guys. Yeah, I stand in the middle of the mall and be like, hey, what kind of phone you have? And the amount of people that have told me to go fuck myself over the amount of years that I've lived has <laughs> got to be longer than anybody's. Like, it's got to be the <laughs> longest one. And, and so I have that thick skin plus stand-up, which you got to have thick skin for. And then literally from skateboarding, my skin is scarred over several times. So, man, I mean, you really you must have thick skin for that kind of job. Uh, for the longest time, have you seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah, a million times. There's a part where he's he gets out of his car and someone's trying to hassle him or bum money from him or something, and he goes, "Nothing, I want nothing," and like spins yeah. around in a circle and runs in the hotel. That for the longest time, because I thought that was so hilarious. When I would go through a mall and someone would try to sell me a cell phone, that was my go-to move. To say is I would, go, I would go, nothing, I want nothing, and I would spin my hand, <laughs> throw my hands in the air and spin, and it, it works that's so well. So good, and even though that's not what you do, that's what it feels like everyone does to the salesperson. <laughs> it's yeah, man, so you, amazing you to look at people's eyes and watch them like calculate how they're gonna like <laughs> avoid you. 
<laughs> I mean, there's, and it's not just like there's back in the day, they had so many kiosks before like malls, I, I guess, all started dying. Which, uh, but like, I remember like there would be like guys always trying to sell some kind of shit. You had, cell phones were like a big one, but like, I, I you, like, you, they make eye contact and you'd be like, oh no, you know, like they're, they're coming in for you know, like those guys that are so hard to get away from. And I was just walk, start walking to them going, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I was that guy. I it seemed like a long time in my life, but I think it was only like six months, but I did real estate for almost a decade, like renting apartments in New York, like not selling houses, but like, that seems know, so, like a mellow job. No, it's not. It's not uh, I don't really? think there is a mellow job in New York city. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know who has that job. <laughs> there might be one somewhere in there, but uh, it's uh no, it's, it's so fast paced and everybody's moving and, you know, it's 100% commission and New York's hell of expensive. So you have to work really hard and, um, you know, and it's a sales job. So, but I would show up on my skateboard. The reason I was good is I would always show up like with a bloody knee, like on my skateboard. <laughs> high. <laughs> yeah. And people like, would be expecting some douchey real estate, New York real estate agent. <laughs> and Taylor trailer shows up, you know, and they relax. And then I know how to do the job really well. So I could like, you know, still, it's not the hardest job in the world to open the door and, you know, read the listing details, but I would do it pretty well. I would read it well. Hey, and man. then uh, back, and back to compliments, rent a lot of apartments. Yeah. Back to compliments. I would say this. I can see you being a good salesman because like I fucking hate sleazy salesmen in their suits. Like, just like, you know, they're just trying to rip you off. Uh, and like if if I came in and I if I not even rip you off, you know they're just trying to close the deal. Yeah. I feel like if <laughs> I got personal if I was trying to rent a rent an apartment in New York and you were the dude and you were like, here, this is what it is, and this is what it's like, I'd be like, I believe this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah. People believed my lies. I um there's a lot of homeless people with my name on there. <laughs> Please no. Uh um no, it was it was cool and I was honest. I got walked all over, honestly, because I was a, a more honest person in the industry. Yeah. People just couldn't get it. Their application was really bad or something like that. Like I worked my ass off to try to like get people approved. I like co-signed on people's leases sometimes just because that was the only way to get them into the apartment, you know, and they were like so optionless. I imagine like if I was like to move to New York right now and like and get some real estate guy to try and get me a spot. I imagine like uh, Christian Bale's character from American Psycho. Being the guy, <laughs> that's what everyone would imagine. Exactly, and I worked with guys like my friend was that guy, you know. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I totally get it. And uh, sales, in general, anything a hundred percent commission is always going to attract those people. Yeah, you know. Uh, shit, man. I the thing that you just said uh, kind of kicked me off to thinking about this other, this other like. So originally I was, you know, I was saying like maybe trying to do a little prank where I was pretending like this was a fucking uh, telemarketing call that I had just like I built an entire podcast just to get people to hear about their extended warranty. Uh, but or what's the product? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know, man. Like I just, it's a warranty for something. I the telemarketers that call me never ever get to the point of where they get to tell me what they're trying to sell me, man. Because you, I mean, I the, if I answer the phone and I don't know who it is, I just hang up. And if I stay on the phone, I'm just on the phone to fuck with them. And I'm so sorry, because I know you had to do that job. And I'm sure you had to deal with a lot of that. 
<laughs> no, the, the whole idea is like how to trick them into staying on for like a few seconds. This is any sales job. So it's yeah. really the first step. Unless the, unless the lead calls you, if you're like doing lead generation, you're a telemarketer. Yeah. Let's do one right now. Ring, ring. Okay. Hello. Hey, um, how you doing? Who is this? See, I already won. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because that, yeah, because it'd be like, well, I'll just make it like, hey, Daryl. Who is this? That's what no, I say. Uh, <laughs> right. And be like, oh, I just, uh, you know, and you just like, you, if you ever listen to them, they always try to draw it out. Right. And they go a lot of pregnant pauses. And then eventually yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I'm calling from Home Depot. <laughs> and then you're like, click. But if they, if you stay on long enough, if they can even get one friendly, like, oh, uh, like a, a noise of any kind of engagement, then they're like, I'm in. I, I see what it's that is. So you know, fucking it's the, creepy. Uh, it's that you, what you're trying to do is you're manipulating them into having empathy for you and believing yeah. you're a human being as well. Yes. A lot of them will open with this. <sighs> Hi. Um, <laughs> that, that way, immediately you're like, "Aw, this well, poor guy has a hard job. Maybe I'll talk to him." And that they're going after that sympathy ticket. For one thing, uh, I never ever admit that I am myself on my phone. Like for like, no matter who calls me, I never say that I am me. I always say that I can take a message for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld has the best one where he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I can't talk right now, but why don't you give me your, your home number and I'll call you back later. Oh, I remember go, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I guess you don't want people calling you at home. Well, now you know how I feel. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was beautiful, man. Dude, uh, things have changed so much because like, uh, you're making me think about, you know, like there was a lot of stuff that people were saying like during the Seinfeld era of people would go out and they'd find people like you who are very funny, who, but not everyone knows your shit. Because back then there wouldn't have been like a YouTube or an Instagram or anything to prove that any mm -hmm. material that you had just come up with was also yours. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and I, I don't think Jerry Seinfeld himself was involved in this, but a lot of his writers were, they would send them out to all the like small comedy clubs all across the country and cull people's uh, jokes. They'd be like, Oh, they'll say, I'll take this joke. I'll take that joke. I'll take this joke. And they'll come back and they'd write all that shit into Jerry Seinfeld's episode. And that, and, and I, so that's part of why the comedy was so like why it was so rich is because they were just going around and just stealing from the from the I whole world that of, story. Crazy. What? I never heard that before. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like it's just one of those things. It's like nobody could prove it back then. But like now it's like when someone does some shit like I think Amy Schumer got in some trouble for some bullshit. And I mean, there's some stuff where it's like everyone's drawing out of the same reality pool and you might like cross streams. Yeah. Here and, there. and I think people get call call out thief sometimes when it, it, it seems somewhat obvious that two people could have had a similar concept it's when it's verbatim or yeah. you know what I mean? the timing and every like carlos mencia type of thievery where you're like no that's literally the joke like that's the Apparently whole he's still the words the same. <laughs> i heard carlos mencia is still like out fucking making the oh yeah i have a friend who opened for him like, like last really? year yeah he's out there yeah <laughs> Oh uh, man, I guess Joe Rogan couldn't take him down. <laughs> oh yeah, Mark Marin or whatever. Yeah, no, I don't know if he's still doing hacky shit or whatnot, but uh, I heard he's still an asshole. <laughs> so I just I love the South Park where uh, 
they the just whole get like, it. just get it man <laughs> when they when uh when kanye west ties him to a chair because he thinks he, he made the joke it. he doesn't get yeah, yeah. and he's like That's he's a- like come on man i'm not funny man he's like you know what it's like being a stand-up comedian not being funny <laughs> my dick don't work man <laughs> i love that episode i just love how he's just like pleading with kanye to just get the joke that's just like for a comedian that's just like my favorite moment just get it just get it man just did you uh did you joke. Did you catch what the reference that was from uh that was from Carlito's way? What? Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't the, think I've seen that. The the, the guy that plays it. Aragorn in uh in uh Lord of the Rings in Carlito's way, he's like an old gangster who's been shot and paralyzed and he's like the feds send him in to get uh 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 fuck, who's the guy that plays Scarface? Al Pacino. It sends him in to sting Al Pacino who's wearing a wire. Carlito's way. Fuck, I haven't seen that in a long time. But and, he's like, and, and he catches him with the wire. And he's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you know, we're, we're friends. And he's like, come on, man. My, my dick don't work, man. Oh, right. You're right. Good God. Good and that's why, uh, that's why Carlos Mencia, after he keeps saying, like, get the joke, man. Then he just switches to like, come on, man. My dick don't work, man. Like, <laughs> it's just got, like, yeah. it's a verbatim scene from Carlito's way. The best show, man. South Park. And uh, once again, I could go ahead and say this. Why wasn't Carlito's way about skateboarding? At least a little bit. (laughs) Why wasn't Carlito's way like a ledge line? (laughs) Danny's way. Danny way's way. (laughs) That's great. That's right. It should be called Danny's way. (laughs) That sounds like. Danny's way sounds like the most just awful, like milk toast movie of all. Like. Like Danny's Dude, way. Danny way. Did you see his on video thing? He also has like the craziest life story. I would watch that biopic too. And then he jumped the Great Wall of China in I think his forties or something. Like a seventy foot jump, something like that, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, the Great Wall of China. That. You don't need numbers. <laughs> you he's got Shorty's hardware in his knees, man. I don't know. If, I don't know if he still has those same screws. <laughs> yeah, something I remember from like the nineties is uh, he had to get a bunch of shit putting his knees and he was like yeah i'm sponsored by shorty so can you put some shorties in there <laughs> did you ever that's hear that great. legend i'm pretty no, sure i never true. heard that that's so cool <laughs> yeah uh, he's a g hold up it's time for an important announcement after interviewing taylor clark i realized something should be done about hollywood movies ignoring skateboarding so i reached out to my connections in hollywood and together we are going to rectify Hollywood wrongs by taking classic films that should have been about skateboarding in the first place and reimagining them to return to the big screen with the element of skateboarding. So, without further ado, here is the world premiere preview of an exciting new film coming out this summer. Life is short. I love you. Skateboarding is forever. Will you marry me? But you never know what the future holds until it hits. It's a meteor shower. This new one, you're tracking. How big is it? It's what we call a global killer. We need to make the meteor do a 360 flip. None of our astronauts are trained for this. We need skateboarders. We will have to train skateboarders to be astronauts to save the Earth. Uh, the United States government just asked us to save the world. Does anybody want to say no? Do we get Nike sponsorships out of this? They'll do it, uh, but me and the homies have a few demands. After we make the asteroid do a 360 flip and save the Earth, we want 
legal immunity to skate any spot in the world without getting fucked with by cops. Also, we want Monster Energy Drink sponsorships, and you have to take skateboarding out of the Olympics. United States astronauts train for years. You guys have 12 days. Is that gonna be a problem? Nah, bro, that's fine. This summer, Earth's darkest day will be skateboarding's finest hour. Hey, we've got 18 minutes to land the dopest trick of our lives, guys. That's, that's my uncle's friend up there. Coming this summer, a Doug McDonald production directed by Michael Bay. Armageddon 2, Armageddon on wheels. All right, that sounds like it's going to be a really good movie. I want to thank Michael Bay and Bruce Willis for getting on board with this and agreeing that it was stupid to say that people that had to go into space in Armageddon 1 were oil drillers when obviously skateboarding really lends itself more to this film. I can't wait to see it, and I hope you guys do too. Now back to the interview. Another thought that I had had uh, is that we could start off the, the episode doing kind of a, a morning zoo crew routine because uh, you have a name that rhymes really easy. And uh, I was wondering if you could share a little story about growing up being named Taylor Clark and where you're from. Like, is that cool? Can you like do that? Story? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a bit. And it, what's funny is I've been working on this bit for so for so many years. And it's like I call this like my accordion bit because it's. It's been really long. It's been really short. But essentially, my bedroom was a trailer when I was growing up. And I lived on two acres of property. And we had another trailer there, too, that we had for, like, storage. But essentially, we had a family of five living in a one-bedroom cottage on a two-acre plot of wetlands in Washington. And I went to, like, a rich public school. Like, my, my mom did that classic, like, drive around a rich neighborhood and be like, I live in this house now, put that address on my school oh, yeah. application so I can go to a good school, you know? Oh, mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it's a little more uh, mafia than that, but we didn't get caught. And <laughs> we, uh, I went to this rich school, but I lived in this like, you know, tiny little house with a couple of trailers. And eventually someone put together that my name is Taylor Clark, which rhymes so well with trailer park <laughs> that they weren't going to let me get through my entire schooling without um, that becoming the staple of, um, you know, the punchline to every hallway joke you might <laughs> hear if I was around. So my name rhymes so perfectly with trailer park. And uh, it w was... What I don't know. Honestly, it wasn't even as common as I'd, I think, uh, you know, the comedian in me would like to profess. <laughs> it wasn't like but, the principal was calling you trailer Taylor. No, no, not like I do it in my joke. But when you're at the, I think what I like about the bit is like uh, when um, when you're a kid, it doesn't matter. Like it feels like that is whatever. Like in your head, everyone is snickering behind their you know behind yeah. their their locker door making fun of you because your name rhymes with trailer park and you're the poor kid at the school i think and so my, to me that is what everyone was talking that is what it was my favorite line in your bit when you do that is you're like do you know what it's like to go to a school full of teenagers when your name rhymes with your misfortune <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a great bit, man. I, I think, thanks for sharing that. I, just, I thought it was funny as hell. Dude, it was rad because I in the bit, too, I go, the only kid who knew what I was going through was Fat Pat and then Bony Tony, and I do a <laughs> couple of other ones. 
Um, but then people mailed me or like messaged me like a bunch of like, I was Bridget the Midget. And I was like, and people sent me a bunch of different ones. And it's surprisingly common. As, oh, yeah. You know, I used to say that was like Fat Pat wasn't even the fattest kid in school. He was just fatter than not so fat Pat, you know? <laughs> yeah. So either you change your name to Rick or Trisha or you give up cake. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. are your options. Well, if you don't want to be fat cake, Pat man. for the rest of your life. <laughs> Real pass getting cake. Right, right, out right. Of, what's that dude's name? French Montana. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, I've had a, I've had a nickname stuck to me my whole life and it doesn't matter where I go, man. It just like, it just gets, it just becomes my nickname again. Uh, it gets like it started like super young, but it's like people that like don't know anyone that knew me in middle school and people like, and I, or I'll start a new job or I'll, or I'll be in a different state. And I end up being called Dougie fresh, no matter where the fuck I go or where I work. And I'm sure that must be what it's like for damn near anybody in the named Doug. But if but, you weren't so fresh, it wouldn't happen. It is my freshness that fucking brings it to someone, someone shows that you you show up in a room. People go, this guy's pretty fresh. And then they find out your name's Doug. And they're like, well, that's that. We don't need to have I a had, conversation. You're Dougie Fresh. I had many, many, many years of being a white rapper, too. So uh, did you? Oh, I did. I've done. Oh, man, I've done live shows. Name? Big, big, big live shows, man. Really? The, the biggest shows I've done were have been uh, me rapping more than me being in like bands with instruments certainly but you've been in bands too yeah and you're a comic too right uh no nah, no nah, I'm, I'm more oh, of like okay, a, okay. i'm more of a, a writer i don't do any stand-up oh okay okay but, but you've had comics on and stuff what but you've had comedians on the podcast before oh yeah yeah some yeah, uh, yeah, i saw some pretty funny uh, people that's awesome me. dude uh, so when you were an mc how old were you and Starting i like that like, you said white rapper and not mc by the way <laughs> I'd say like my career went from like 15 to 30. Damn, dude, you were in the game in Nashville. Yeah, people people fucked with me, dude, for real. Dude, that's what's <laughs> up. Send me after this is done. I want to hear your shit. I got this. This is actually one of the tragic things, man, because I recorded so much music with so many people and I have lost copies of almost everything that I've made. And this is back when you, they were all CDs. And <laughs> that's why it yeah. was, dude, is because, uh, you know what I would do? I'd, I'd burn like you know. I'd record twelve songs. I put it on a CD. I'd burn a shitload of CDs. I'd mail them around the country, giving them all my friends. You know, hand you them out. Did a it, dude. You were doing it. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I I would move a lot, or you know, there was a lot of times where I would just like live in my car. You know, like not because I had to, but you know, just like it was easier. You know, like I'd be like, well, because I don't like not live in my car. Like I'm sleeping in my car, but like all my shits in my car, and then I'm sleeping on people's couches and when you have that kind of lifestyle going, like you, you tend to like lose a lot of your personal possessions. Cause you don't want to hold on to more shit than you can keep in a car. Right. And so over time, man, all these CDs have just kind of disappeared. I've had a few people hit me up. Like you gotta uh, have something, you gotta have some track record. I had a guy hit me up, uh, not that long ago, uh, who was a producer I had worked with like in the very beginning. And he's like, Hey man, I have a bunch of your really old shit. Like when you were still learning what you were doing, like, you know, like, before I was old enough to buy beer, you know, like right. when it was at that point, I have mad friends, I, you know, through skating and stuff, I think, uh, probably similar pathways, but did, were you skating at the same time? That's how I got into rap, man. It's cause yeah. Say I have uh, so many friends who did this the same hustle selling CDs all over the place. And 
I remember being so hyped on the music and I like sometimes go back and listen to it and I'm like, wow, it's brutal. <laughs> it's crazy how bad it is. Yeah. But I will say like um, the, some of the rhymes are good, like the writing. I, I'll go back and listen to my old white rapper friends <laughs> and be like, this is the worst music. But like, damn, their lyrics are fire. Like, actually, you can tell they like really put the time in on the lyrics. Yeah. I think uh, that was always where white rappers had to come from. <laughs> really it, hard. My shows were like, the, it was, it was, uh, I would consider it like um, more like performance art than just, it wasn't, it, it wasn't even so much about the music, man. It was about the show. Cause I would like, cause I would, I would spend my own money to make the show. That's rad. That much better. Live so show. what I would do is I would like, we would go, there's this place called performance. It's a, like a costume, like, you know, in Halloween, lots of people go there, but you can go there and rent mascot, like big ass mascot costumes. And I would go and I would rent mascot costumes, like for a hundred bucks a piece. I'd put this people like a talking heads show, but yeah, like, with you. And I'd have, I'd have someone on stage with me and a giant fucking raccoon or a dinosaur. I'd have people in the, in the down in the audience doing it. Sounds great. And I would go, I'd go to the liquor store, buy all kinds of like booze, and like just bring everyone to the green room I could and get them tanked. So I would know they'd be wild. And when I put them back out in the audience, like, I went to work to make those shows. Show. This, sounds, this sounds great. Yeah. So, because that was, it was like, I wasn't, I didn't want to be. This is when you were like in your teens, uh, teens and 20s. Wow. So sick. I didn't, I didn't want to be Eminem, man. I, I just wanted to, I just wanted everything to be a party and I wanted to rap, you know? And it was just kind of like, it was like a, and also for most of that time, skateboarding was far more important to me than music. It was just, so it was like a, something you were doing for fun. And then during yeah, the day, it was, it was a hobby on the side of like, you know, I yeah. had to make money and I had to skate. And then also I wanted a creative outlet. In and were well. you, uh, were you like filming for a video? Were you shop sponsored? Did you have flow or anything like that? Nah, man, I never, uh, I never got to like skater, like Brink. It was basically just like, also, man, I, I have had injuries. I don't want to complain, man. Cause people have had way, way worse runs of it than me, but I've had injuries that have like taken me, out of skateboarding for six months at a time, a year at a time, you know, a lot in my life. Fuck. So a lot of times, like, I feel like I've gotten, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, Oh dude, I'm reaching my peak. Like I'm getting to like my best ever. And then something, you know, some bullshit. Same. Oh dude. Oh, true. I mean, I'm sure everybody has that story too. And even in the professional ranks, we know famous stories of that stuff happening of the guy who, you know, killed it for a year, put out that one part and just could never get that ankle working again. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, you know, we're, we're all plagued with injuries, but you're feeling good now. Dude, I just uh, got over an ankle injury that had taken forever, man. It was like, I, I, uh, I could still, I could do certain flip tricks, but I couldn't do kick flips until, and this is going to be crazy, man, to hear this until la last week or this week. It was the first time I'd done a kick flip in over a year. Yeah. Because uh, I'll tell you this, this is where I'm, I've come from. I've recovered from a million injuries. I'm having these shoulder issues right now. I've been like kind of like chronically dislocating my shoulders. I had no idea how fucking important these things are in skating. You fucking have to <laughs> yeah, move dude. around so much. So I'm, that's been really annoying, but I'm, I'm figuring it out. But I've been really inspired by watching all of these um, like guys with no legs and blind dudes and, you know, yeah. like they're killing it. And like, I'm, I keep remembering hurting myself when I was a kid and being like, okay, it's not like I have the option of not skating. Yeah. You remember that? Where you'd yeah. be like, well, I have a hurt ankle, but I'm still going to go to the skate park. 
And then you end up like just <laughs> fiddling around and doing stuff and actually skating still. And I'm like that now where I'm older. Where I'm like, yeah, I know my hip is kind of fucked up and my ankles. I'm like, but why I should still be out skating. Like, there's no excuse. These guys are out with, they don't even have any fucking legs and they're skating. Like, what's my excuse? Yeah. That's been like a big thing. I'd like watch these videos and I'm like, what's my excuse? My, well, I, talking about, uh, who is it? Is it uh, Dan the Man Cena, dude? Right. Uh, the blind dude who, like, he has to skate. Uh, what the fuck? What am the, I doing? I'm, I'm like dick. sitting at home because I don't want to go skate because I can't blast Nolly Heels the way I used to. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Get out there. Just on, push and shove. And <laughs> on the other hand, though, I will say this. Uh, I had a an injury. It was, uh, do you know, like, a, what a boxer's break is? On your hand? Yeah, it's a, it's a broken bone in your hand. Yeah. It was a skateboarding injury. It's because it's, I landed on my hand and my elbow went into my chest and it broke the bone of my hand. Uh, and there's not really much you can do about it. Like, it's just kind of, you just got to wait for it to heal. Uh, but like, I didn't realize how much I need my hand. You know, like, not for, not for grabs or tricks you use your hand for. It's because when I do a trick, I do a, my hand has a flourish. It's just how I skate. There's nothing I can do about it. And when it was flourish. broken, I couldn't, I couldn't Ollie because I would flick my hand. And then, you know, that bone was broken. Yeah. So that's how I feel weirdest. with my shoulder where I'm like, oh, it turns out I do this yeah. every time. You know, I didn't know this move was crucial to every single thing I do on my <laughs> skateboard. But yeah, I really need this to work. Yo, dude, let's 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 uh, make a pact right now to get into yoga. I do. So I'll last couple of years few years ago when i decided i was going to do skating and comedy i was like dude i i'm gonna skate every day i have to it's essential to my my mental health i started doing i just was like well what do i have to do and i was like started taking nutrition uh supplements i started working out every day and doing yoga and all that stuff and even though i'm still have like my injuries and stuff that i'm recovering from i'm skating better than i skated as a teenager and I think oh, a lot awesome. of it is just having a better mind for skating now. Like you've been doing it for so long. I yeah. understand myself and what my capabilities are and stuff. Just a, a better, and I'm sober. I don't drink anymore. I still smoke. But like all of those things combined to be like, damn, dude, like I don't think you can put an age cap on this. I think. No, not at all, man. Absolutely yeah. not. Even with injuries and all that stuff, like you can find, you can work your way around it. Like especially skateboarding now so much more accepting of so many different styles of skating. Like yeah. I, I used to have trauma. Like if I didn't pop out of my crook the right way, I would like oh, yeah. <laughs> cry. Like yeah. I would get like, <laughs> like physically, emotionally upset. And like, I'm and, and, and my friends would make fun of me. They all saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like doing everything perfect and everything and, and the right kind of tricks and all that kind of stuff was so vital to even enjoying it. And I'll, all of that is gone now in my older age. So now I'm just like, oh, I'm having more fun. And I feel like I'm better at this than I was. I think, you know, that reminds me of is, uh, as far as like aging gracefully with skateboarding. There's like one name that comes to mind above all else. And that's uh, Daywon Song. And Sing it. I was just going to say like, and by no means am I trying to sit, diminish any part of his career ever. Like it's all. Day one song has been amazing since he was a loser. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) And he's amazing now. But I, uh, right now, I'm enjoying watching what he does now that he's like, he's older, he's more mellow, he's, and everything is just playful. And it's not like he's not really trying to impress anyone. And his skateboarding is almost more fun to watch for me now because it's like, I'm like, yeah, man, it's just fun. It's just, this is, 
this is supposed to be fun, man. You're not supposed to just go out and get upset because you didn't land your fucking thing. Like you should be able to go out there and just have fun. And if you don't land it, do something else, man. Like day one song is like inspirational. I think even if you don't skate, you can find inspiration in that guy's skateboarding for whatever, whatever it is you do, you know? Oh, for sure. He's the coolest dude. Um, yeah. I mean, is there a better guy? I mean, is there a guy who's put out as much as a skateboarder? Is there anyone who has dropped more jaws than, yeah. <laughs> than day one song? I don't think there is. Although, man, I will just, just saying the word jaws does make me think about <laughs> other uh, than maybe jaws, uh, <laughs> the homie jaws, just because not, not because of the level of creativity or diversity that Daywon Song has, but because that dude will throw himself off a fucking three-story building and he doesn't care. Yeah. He might literally be the yin to Daywon's yang, right? Like those yeah, guys yeah. are complete opposites. What blew me away, so when he went to, uh, what is, what's that stair set called in France? The Lyon? Lyon? Yeah, the, I always just call it the Bulala. The, the, yeah, the, the Bulala. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a 30 stair is this 30 stairs? I don't know how many fucking stairs. I, don't know, I can't have a stair counted in a while, but I think it, it's up there. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's like it's it, the biggest I, stairs mountain. ever ollied. Ali Bulala tried. He didn't quite do it. Uh, Jaws went up there. He tore his MCL uh, on the first or second try. And what, what blew me away, is being someone who's had two MCL tears and knowing what that does to your body and how long it takes, seeing that dude, I think he came back six months later and then landed it. And I, I wouldn't even have, I would have been like, well, I'm not going to fucking do that again. Like, <laughs> no, but you get that shit in your head, man. Like you yeah. can't, you have to go back. That's what I love about skating too. Is so much of this is for the yourself. Yeah. I hear like Andrew Reynolds talk or like even Eric Jaws, like talking about that staircase where it's like, I'm not doing this because like, man, people are going to really like me now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I have to do it. Cause I can't stop thinking about it. <clears throat> I have to get this like out of my head, you know? Yeah, and like walking away from something is so hard to do when you work. You're it's, you put in that all that time and effort on it, and then you have to leave, but get on an airplane, fly back across the country, go to the hospital, do you know <laughs> recover from your injury, and then get back on the airplane and go back. Yeah. Like that is some obsessive shit right there. It's would, fucking awesome. And actually, I mean, this is one of the my wars, but I would suggest. Uh, like a shout out right now to, to anyone that doesn't skate, but they're interested in kind of what we're talking about, like on this level of like that obsession or having to get, having to get this one thing done. Thrasher puts out a really cool series called by war. And it's all these skaters that it's like, it's the one thing that was the hardest for them to accomplish. And it tells the story. It's, you know, it's one trick. It's a skateboard video that only has of one trick battle. in it. Yeah. But it's a three second clip. It, you know, they yeah. talk about the, however long, sometimes years long battle that they had to get what essentially is three seconds of content. Yeah. <laughs> and worth every. And yeah. Yeah. Th those three seconds were worth every hour that went into making them. Yeah. Like, Cause I'll why it'll be the last clip I watch before I die. Like some of my footage, I'll be like, okay, like now everyone leave the room and I just want to watch my footage <laughs> yeah. and then I'll slowly slip away into the night. <laughs> my final moment is that time my backside flipped that yeah. gap. <laughs> oh, I know when my son got the Nobel Peace Prize. I was proud then. Sure, yes, it's true. But when I did that backtail pop out over the sidewalk cab, I mean, did just the way I lifted up, you know, I like really ollied out of the backtail. Anyway, I'm going to die now. <laughs> 
and then you wake up in heaven and it's just more skating, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Great. My knees work. (laughs) Hold up. It's time for a very special announcement. Coming soon. My views are my own bonus episodes. My news are my own. Providing expert analysis of multinational news stories from around the flat earth and across the globe. With me, your host, Doug McDonald, and world-class correspondents. It's not the news you need, it's the news you deserve. So don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. And now back to the interview. So you're, uh, when you, um, you, like you do your podcast now and, um, through MC, MCing and, and live music, you said too, you did mm-hmm. played in bands and stuff. So throughout all of that, you still just like kept watching skate videos, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still watch skate videos now, man. Like, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like it doesn't go away. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's. Oh, that's for the lightning round. I'm not going to ask it now. I have a, I have a oh, lightning yeah. round at the end. Yeah. Okay. We're going to save it. Sorry. I almost, I almost it's blew okay. one of the questions. Uh, but yeah, but yeah man, but- I, I find skateboard videos, even when I'm hurt, they're inspirational or just fun to watch, man. They're just great. They're just the best art, I think. Cause you got the music, you got the, the skating, the best camera work you've ever seen. Like, so essentially like filmmaking wise, it's next level and it's raw and it's, only it's just for you (laughs) you know it feels like only it's just for you like nobody the rest of the world doesn't get why this is the best thing ever you know i've watched gay videos all the time i get back go through phases where i like lose weeks to like old zero videos or something i mean for sure like if i lived in la dude i would go to premieres like it would be a thing that would be like whenever there i would i would go way out of my way to make sure that i had tickets to premieres uh, cause also they, they always look so fun, man. Oh my God. And the energy at a premiere. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like speak like, cause, uh, now I've never gotten to go to like, uh, a, a really, so we had a premiere like here in Nashville, like, you know, there's, there's some pros out of Nashville. You probably heard of some of them, but it's not a lot, but, uh, we had one premiere that was just like, it was really, really cool because it was Nashville skaters and only a couple people were pro, but like, it was just cool because it was like. We uh, we have this independent movie theater here called the Bellcourt, and we packed it out, and it was just this insane party, man. And it was just so awesome because all the spots are in our town, and you know, it's just like that 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 level of energy. And all man, your just, homies, dude, and you're yeah. like you're like celebrities for the night, right? Like everyone's yeah. like a star. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and they did a good thing too. They they they, they were the people that made that video. They did this awesome shit to make it where even people that like could only get one trick, they found ways to like throw them in. We like and, and people sure, would just go like. Dude, and like you know, my buddy uh, Ben Olenek, who actually owns this company, Grand, who uh, of this hat that I'm wearing, um, the Grand Collection. Check it out. Um, not sponsored by them. You know what's funny? Actually, is they do have a rider on the team whose name is Taylor Clark. <laughs> that like, bastard. Isn't that funny? <laughs> He's like hella good too. Um, uh, but my friend Ben owns this company. He was in this video called Modern Love, legendary, one of the best skate videos of all time, and uh, he has a clip in there. And because he was so friends with everyone in the video and people knew how important being in a video was to him, like, and everything at the premiere for this video, his trick got like the loudest cheers of like everyone in the video, you know, like of these huge skaters. (laughs) And, uh, and so always I talk about that with him. Like we always bring up like loudest cheers. 
and it's like the highlight of his life like he'll think about that (laughs) you know what i mean like for the rest of his days like in the 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 video that the whole city of vancouver had been waiting for for five or six years or for i forget how long and then it finally comes out we're at the premiere and of all of the people that get the loudest cheers it's my buddy ben unsponsored one trick in the video what do you do I think he did it. It was like a back when Eddie nose grind. Sick. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah <laughs> it doesn't guess, matter. <laughs> you were just so hyped. It was him. He got a trick in the video and he did it well and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, uh, it's oh, it will always be just like one of the greatest memories. And that is so unique to what we do. Like we were saying earlier, that could be a movie. Like there, man. Like just right. take that little 100%. idea. Loudest flesh cheers. It out a little I would bit. buy that movie. Yeah, make it a movie. It's not that hard. <laughs> All about that one trick, that one friend in the video. That would be a great movie. Yeah. They made a movie about emojis. Make a fucking movie about this Come guy on. getting into this gay video. Pikachu detective gets a fucking $10 million budget. <laughs> we can't get fucking loudest cheers made for 20 grand. Let's go. I'm going to I'm gonna say something that uh, I said on a previous podcast that was very unpopular and i got some i got some uh comments and people uh sent me some dms but uh i was on an airplane man uh and it was one of the ones where they have the little tv screen in front of you and you can watch a movie yeah and i'd already seen most of the movies on there because i've been flying a lot and i was like shit man detective pikachu was on there and i was like fuck it detective pikachu and i was like you love and it. I'd rather just look out the window and hear nothing and think nothing than watch this fucking movie. And I was like, fuck this. And dude, I'm literally, people were like mad at me. They're like, Detective Pikachu was a great movie. <laughs> it's an American classic. <laughs> it's a cinematic treasure. How dare you? Detective Pikachu. I have tattoos. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shit, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears a little bit right here, man, because I'm going to say something I feel like you might have an opinion on. And it's... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, there was this arbitrary beef between skateboarders and rollerbladers. And for all I know, that could have been a marketing ploy, you know, but <clears throat> in retrospect, enough skate parks, it was real. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in retrospect, though, it doesn't make sense because I never realized that these fucking razor scooters were going to be a thing. And do you have I knew any them thoughts? As soon as they came out, I knew they were destined to ruin skate parks around the world. I can't believe there's still a thing. I was like, well, at the time, I was like, oh, that's a shitty product. That won't last. Like, <laughs> why do kids? Yeah, like- bro. This is the reason scootering is popular is because skateboarding is popular. Because skateboarding is the funnest thing ever. Getting air, grinding, sliding. Dude, I mean, that's crack for the fucking young mind. Yeah. So you get a scooter and you don't have to work to learn any of that stuff. You fucking pull up and now you're jumping and you're grinding. Yeah. So I knew then the same reason rollerbladers were rollerblading was so popular is because jumping and grinding on shit is a blast. <laughs> you know, it's hella fun. So not having to spend a year learning how to keep the board on your feet is pretty attractive. Yeah. So of course, scooters and rollerbladers are gonna, you know stick to it and if you talk to someone who's good at it and rollerblading is different i've fucking had so many conversations with rollerbladers online because i have that joke where i say fuck rollerbladers which is a joke for one but a lot of rollerbladers saw that and were like fuck you (laughs) And, and sent me messages saying just that um and i was like you're mad at the fake character i did who is at a meeting for recovering adult skateboarders and talking about how he <laughs> left his kid in the Uber. 
and he <laughs> said fuck rollerbladers and that guy that's uh, you're gonna get mad about this it was unbelievable to me but this it's because back in the day it was real yeah. like rollerbladers and skateboarders would get in fist fights you know like I watched dudes rip rollerblades off of people's feet. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and throw them in traffic and shit. Like, and that's one thing I saw. It was real, and it's a lot because, and which I also say in my material a little bit, skaters put in all of the work to get skate parks built, and so for rollerbladers and scooter kids and to show up and act like they have the same rights as us is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. I. Um, I, I, I will, I want to add in one more, uh, element to this that people overlook, but that's when BMXers come to the skate park and it's, it's a weird for me a little bit. Cause I, I used to BMX cause I, I love riding bikes, man. And I did BMX uh -huh. for a little while. It's fun. It's good shit. But at the skate park, like they're a fucking menace, dude, especially cause they play follow the dangerous. leader. Yeah. Uh, dangerous. I, the worst altercation I had, it wasn't really an altercation, but the encounter is these dudes were playing follow the leader and they were basically like creating on bikes <clears throat> on bikes there's about five or six guys and they were doing like but they were in a line so they were making they're basically and they're fast so it creates like a a thing so that you can't skate because if you get in there you're gonna they're gonna fuck you up somehow and finally i was like yeah they're riding a statue of swords right yeah. like it's a fucking heavy duty piece of like robot between their legs <laughs> at, at the time i, I think i might have been the biggest dude at the biggest skater at the skate park and i was like i have to do something about this so i just started barging like just i was like fuck it if, we're, if we hit we, we hit man but it's their fault because they're the ones going in circles while i'm you know doing the using the skate park for its proper purpose and finally it the happened skate, man one of those skate dudes, park we just went cr crash dude like so hard because i and, dominoes and it was, uh it was 100 his fault i was you know i was the right way i was coming did over they domino did the bikes all ca -ca 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 -ca, like fall on each other because they were oh, falling I, only, each other? I only hit one dude i basically like, basically i t-boned him because he went right in front of me he knew what he was doing he just didn't realize how much it was going to hurt him because he was like he was at an angle because we were like on kind of like a little snake run looking thing and he was laid out on the ground and he was like oh and i was like sorry man like <laughs> shouldn't have run in front of me and it like but it was cool because it put a it put an end to the whole thing like they stopped doing it because they're like oh i guess these fucking dudes are not joking about the skate park <laughs> yeah dude at burnside they straight up just don't let them there's like huge signs and every local guy there if the bike shows up it's like you ain't coming in here <laughs> like, yeah. there's, you're not allowed it's too dangerous you know it's unfair I honestly have more respect and I love watching bike videos more than like not as much as skate videos, but more than fucking rollerblading or <laughs> scootering or anything. Yeah. So um, biking is gnarly, dude. And it's way different. It's not trying to be skating at all. Right. Yeah. Like it is totally its own thing. But um, but at the end of the day, you can ride your bike literally anywhere. Yeah. Like skate parks are special and precious to skaters because there's no cracks yeah you know i mean the ground's smooth like we can skate there like a bike like if you could literally bike on the dirt like yeah. there's nothing you can roll anywhere you want why even go to a skate park to me that but it's obviously like it's fun the designs are uh, yeah. you know appropriate for what you want to do but you like really do for a bmx or have to be like mad aware 
of every single person in the park. Cause if you make a wrong turn, you're going so fast, dude. Like you, I'm, I'm traumatized. I've had handlebars to the chest, wind knocked out of me, like coughed up blood and shit from getting hit by bikes. It's no joke. Like I, I get like, you know, yeah. <laughs> if there's a bike at the skate park, I can feel my heart start <laughs> like yeah. basing a little bit heavier because they're fucking flying and they're like, again, they just have these huge metal, painful beasts in between their fucking knees. And that thing hits you. It hurts, man. I guess ultimately, like the skate park is a sacred place. And, you know, and it, it, there should just be more shit for everybody, man. There should be more places where, you know, like they should have a scooter park. Just be like, here, just do that there. You're like, I don't, I disagree. Get rid of them. I'm so yeah, over this, for, dude. Scooters <laughs> fucking sure, take them sure. off the face of the earth. Yeah. The, the big problem for me is it is <laughs> keeping people from skating. Like, the, yeah. to me, like a device like that is just keeping people from skating. Like, we're losing amazing skaters because of that fucking handlebar. Like, it yeah. should be training. Like, scooters are training wheels for skateboards the same way training wheels are training wheels for bikes. You figured it out. You're balancing. You're standing. Now get rid of it. And move on to the big boy. Toy. When you see when you see kids hit El Toro with a scooter, it's Dude, like what a waste. Just of, get a fucking talent. skateboard. Like you're like what you're a waste an of talent. You could yeah. you'd be doing something amazing. Dude, it, and the truth is, is skating is the hardest thing in the world, but it's also not that hard. Like I can teach anyone to ride around and push and ride down a hill in a, in an hour or two. Like you just have to figure it out. You have to fall a couple times, right? Yeah. Get over it. And then now you're cruising and it's something you can do just like riding a bike for the rest of your life. Pick up your board, ride down the street, go to the store just like you can. It should just be a thing like that. There should be no scooters, no scooter parks. <laughs> <laughs> Rollerblades are fine. Roller skates are fine. People want to fucking do disco dancing on the sidewalk by the lake. Go for it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're not really even showing up to the skate park. Sometimes you get someone in a poodle dress who wants to do handstands on the coping in the bowl, but they're not in the way. And that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I highly, I highly invite I that at all. That's so funny to watch. Yeah. The people that basically like show up like burlesque dancers on roller skates with the skateboard. <laughs> it is a new thing and I'm here for it. I will take that any day of the week over some dad on his phone with his coffee, fucking watching his scooter kid ride around him in circles where they stand in the middle of the fucking skate park clueless get the fuck out of here go get that kid a skate park a skateboard and let your wife fucking hula dance on her roller skates over here all day <laughs> i'll trade you guys out dude taylor i have to ask you this because uh you and you do have a bit about this in your stand-up too that i i, I actually shared I, I mean like first time i saw it i was just laughing so fucking hard because i've been there and then your words man it's like you're you're just saying comedy but you're speaking truth to me, man. When you were saying like when the when the scooter kid fucks with you and like you almost you almost crash and get all fucked up because like and you're like and he's like I have as much right to be here as you and you're like no you don't <laughs> and uh and part of that is too is like what you're saying is like you you went to all the work to get the skate park built, man. Like and you said you know while that kid was not even born, you were getting kicked at every spot in town. And here's my question, man, because uh I wonder I, I wonder if you can even approximate this, but like. Cause it must've happened a million times. And I like this, even these exact words, I would say like approximately how many times has somebody yelled the words, this isn't a skate park at you. Is that oh, like, yeah. All the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean just like out in the world? Oh no, no. I mean like, just like I've had, <laughs> I've, I've had, had people, people with their dogs running around at the skate park and I'd be like, 
you know, yelling at them to get out of the way. And they'll tell me this is not a skate park because they don't know anything. <laughs> They're like, they look around and they go, oh, I guess they're like, because it's just a bunch of kids on their scooters, a bunch of other people walking around with their dogs and fucking yeah. off at like they would at a park. You know what I mean? And I just happen to be the only skater there. So they look around at a bunch of other regular people and then look at me and go, hey, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. This isn't a skate park. And I go, it literally is a skate park. <laughs> like you're standing in front of the sign that says skate park. Dude, and they have to go, oh. You just made me think of a thing that I do. I don't do it every day, but I know that it pisses people off. And I'm sure some people that listen to this, that golf are going to get mad. But uh, a lot of skaters I, golf. I, I like to, uh, I love my dog. And I like to give my dog a lot of like area to run. And I live really close to a golf course. And I take her out there and I let her run around the fucking golf course. And dudes come up to me all the time. They're like, hey, man, this is a golf course. It's not a dog park. And I'm like, I know. I know what it is. I just don't care. I, I just know. don't care about you. Isn't that funny? <laughs> You're right, huh? Anyways, have a good day. <laughs> Different perspectives, man. I'm like, I'm like, these guys feel how I must feel sometimes, but this is, you know, not about them. It's about me. <laughs> Skaters all do really have a very much like the rules are for other people kind of attitude. <laughs> and yeah, skateboarding dude. is just gives you that where you're like, I know it says no skateboarding, but like, I mean, I'm just going to try it a few times. <laughs> you know, sk skateboarding has one of those things where it, it almost has like a religious fanatic type thing that can come with it. If you... It's insane. Oh my yeah. God. It's crazy. You're right. Religious fanatic is the only comparable. <laughs> yeah. Like and some of the ways, like when I've been like kicked off some like very, very expensive, like work of art or like marble or some shit that I'm skating and I'm offended that someone told me to stop and like, <laughs> like to get off their property. I'm like, how do you not know what I'm doing? This is, this is my it's prayer. It's so funny. I Yes, dude. <laughs> there's, a, there's a clip in that new illegal Civ video. I forget the guy's name, the skater, and the, he's talking to someone who's kicking him out of a spot. And he's so passionate and trying to explain to them what they're doing. And all he's saying is, we're trying to stack clips. We're trying to get clips. <laughs> and he's saying it to her in a way like, why don't you understand? Yeah. And the look on the lady's face is so baffled like also like why don't i understand this like, yeah i am so confused what do you mean clips <laughs> why? back to back to carlos mencia on south park man like why don't you get the joke man get it man <laughs> yeah that's stack clips, saying. man. <laughs> every time they get kicked out of a spot like right especially if you're close or about to land it or something it's like you don't understand like you just get it just get it <laughs> Just well, uh, let me do most, this. <laughs> what's the most ridiculous place you've gotten kicked out of for skating? I don't know, like my lunchroom in high school. Oh, okay. to fucking <laughs> shove off the table, you know, straight to detention. <laughs> yes, no doubt, dude. No doubt. <laughs> I've got, I have a, uh, one of those like, this is not a skate park. Uh, this is when I was a teenager and like me and my friends were very hooligan hooligany type guys and mm -hmm. there's this guy he's actually i'm not gonna not gonna say his name he's very well known here in nashville he's a very rich dude who owns a lot of businesses and we were skating in an alley beside his business so it's like an alley like who gives a fuck if there's kids in the alley with skateboards and he came out and he goes and like it's maybe i should say who is ah nah fuck it i don't want to get uh libel suits on this podcast right now but he's like this is not a he's like this is not a a skate park. This is a thoroughfare. And <laughs> us us being hooligans and not giving a shit about him. And he's like, you know, 
the all the immediate like i'm gonna call the cops thing i'm like yeah cool like they're gonna hop to it for the skateboarders man i was but we're all just going like we immediately start parroting him and going like did you know the skate park at the thoroughfare and honestly this grown-ass man was like like you i couldn't tell if he was gonna cry or like try to kill one of us (laughs) like (laughs) and i feel like you could tell that story a thousand times and be like yeah that's (laughs) like I could just change the details just a little teeny bit. And that's like a thousand Everyone's story. in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it comes with the territory. Taylor, I remember I my dad first taking us street skating one day and like being like, there's signs that say no skating. You're not going to do that. And I was like, dad, <laughs> I remember being like four, 14 years old and he's got the car. He drove us. He's like, oh, I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to take my son's street skating, that thing they always talk about that they want to do. And they just yeah. got their new camera from fucking Best Buy. So we're going to go. I'm going to be a good dad. We're going to go filming. And then he, we get to the spot and he's like, all right, put your helmets on. <laughs> we're like, yeah, this is not how it works. I'm trying to stack clips, dad. I can't stack a clip with a helmet. Get clips. <laughs> All right, Taylor, man, it's time for the lightning round, dude. All right, bro, let's go. How this goes is I ask you questions super fast. You ain't got no time to think. You just got to just gut reaction. So answer, answer, these. answer. All right. All right. The Taylor Clark television series. You want to put that shit on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, or other? Thrasher. Dope, dude. Like, just like have Thrasher release like all your comedy shows. I would be so stoked. Yeah, that would be my number one choice for like yeah. media distribution for yeah. sure. How sick would that be? Uh, Taylor special is on Thrasher instead of Netflix. <laughs> That'd be so rad. I didn't I didn't even think of that as a possibility. And now that I've thought of it, I couldn't. I, I would be disappointed if you got Netflix instead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on, man. It's lightning round. Best skateboard video of all time. I, my gut instinct is photosynthesis. Um, I feel like that's a little cliche. So I will go and say modern love is my new answer. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, but that's okay, man. This yeah. is your episode. I'm, What's yours? I go with fulfill the dream every single time. And that's why when yeah, you posted dude. the the Bernie Sanders fulfill the dream. Uh, ha- yeah, yeah. I have fulfill the dream VHS. I will say that's probably has had a bigger influence on me than almost any skate video ever. It's One of my first yeah. videos, I went and saw the shorties demo in my hometown, like when that video came out with Muska and Steve Olson and shit, like Brandon Turner, Sammy Baptista are like the reasons I skate switch, basically. Like I, I have I love that video, but I will watch photosynthesis like a hundred times, you know? Yeah, it's a tough question, man, because I mean it's like asking you like what's your favorite food or whatever, you know, I guess like yeah, it's like what is my favorite versus what is the best versus what is the uh, biggest influences on me versus like you know which one do I just like the most? <laughs> you know, I just I have to give fulfill the dream. It's just that it is the most influential video on me. Uh, at the time when that movie came, or not movie when that video came out, that's like who I wanted to be. I was like, I want to be on shorties. That's the team I want to be on. I want to skate with them. Like that's how I thought. So for sure, dude. But I thought like that. I used to steal every skate video with, I didn't have any money. So I would just go to, I hated Zoomy, So I would always just go there and steal videos. <laughs> and I would, um, because I wanted them so bad, but they were like $20 and I like could barely afford new decks and shit. So anyway, yeah. I feel, I still feel bad. I'm like, God, it's such a dick move to steal from skateboarding <laughs> at all. But whatever, I was a kid and, uh, I, I, I stole photosynthesis, um, 
and went straight to JC Penney's and watched it in the middle of the store. <laughs> that is amazing, dude. <laughs> Put it right in the VCR and just nobody stopped me. Me and my brother just sat there watching the entire video. I remember fucking uh, Carrie Getz's part came on and me and my brother, that was like the one, like we didn't really know that many skaters in that video yeah, because we were still pretty new to skating, you know, and the East Coast was like Mars to yeah. us coming from like little Seattle kids. So, um, and we grew up on shorties and then like, I guess like the, uh, welcome to hell. Also one of the fucking best videos ever. Yeah. And when photo came out, we saw that and Carrie gets was like the one skater. I think we knew because of, uh, fucking, Bam uh, jump off a building, jump a building. Yeah. And I don't know why I said Bam Margera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bam's part too. switchback tails. I fucking had to learn that trick because of him, but, um, of all people so weird, but, Anyway, I, think I wanted to say toy machine and then I just yelled out Bam Margera like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's how famous he is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember Carrie gets his part came on and me and my brother like literally stood up off the ground because we were sitting on the ground watching the video and that came on and we both just stood up like we were just like overwhelmed with excitement to see that that part. It was so sick. Photosynthesis will always have like this special place in my heart and the orange cassette and everything i just remember i have so many memories of that thing finishing and popping up back out of my vcr and me pushing it back in and rewinding it and starting it over we're gonna put it to the listeners man i'm gonna say everybody whether you skate or not uh especially if you don't skate because that means you probably haven't seen them check out fulfill the dream by shorties check yeah. out photosynthesis and let us know what you think like who's yeah this is a, the a neck music neck alone here. is reason to watch these videos the music yeah. is so fucking good yeah the music is so good man that's like yeah because fulfill the dream has got uh gang star fucking uh uh company flow like all this kind of shit like back yeah, then i was photo like has gang star too yeah if you like Gangstar, these videos are for you. Yeah. If you like Gangstar, then you'll enjoy these skate videos. Yeah. <laughs> you are a good salesman, dude. All right, moving on, moving on. This is lightning round. We're getting we're getting slow. <laughs> Sorry, we, I we told you I'm fast. bad at lightning rounds. All right. Should Elon Musk end world hunger or build a skate park on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough dough to do both. He does have enough money. I'll, I'll say world hunger. Yeah, you heard it. You heard us. Elon in world hunger, man. And if you got any money left over, then build a skate park on Mars. Uh huh. And gravity would be different on Mars. It'd be a huge learning curve. I'm not. In, I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, here's one. I don't know what the hell this is. All right. <clears throat> Yo, bro. What if I red pilled you right now, bro, and told you that Joe Biden and Donald Trump had radical face swap surgery, like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and face off, bro? Would that blow your fucking mind, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were gonna totally, you were gonna get... bro. I would, yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting till this last moment to red pill you right here at the end, dude. <laughs> at the end, you're like, so the election was rigged. Yeah, this whole Fuck. shit. I'm... I didn't know it was this kind of podcast. I fucking, I am queuing on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna use this episode to reveal myself as Q. This is like you didn't realize this, but like before it gets to like Reddit and shit, all the Q drops come from my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but hey, speaking FBI of fucking... I finally traced it back to the opinions, these opinions of views of my own podcast. <laughs> what's a what's a good QAnon conspiracy for uh, why Chad Muska doesn't skate no more? <laughs> That'd be so funny. So um, <laughs> I heard that uh, when Jamie Thomas uh, <laughs> like inserted something into his back, like um, like a. Uh, you know, like a microchip that would go off and 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 make him like enable to skate. 
Um, oh, with the Bill Gates did that shit too, right? I yeah, mean, Bill Gates. yeah. Once, uh, yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the same technology Bill Gates is, is using in the vaccines. It's it's the Jamie <laughs> so, Thomas Bill Gates conspiracy. Yeah. So when when Chad Muska left Toy Machine, Jamie Thomas inserted that into his back, and then was just kind of waiting for the right moment um, in Chad Muska's career to uh, activate it. And uh, I think he actually just like butt dialed him on accident, and it happened. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, man. If uh, QAnon, if you're listening, put this shit up on your 4chan, <laughs> you fucking freaks. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question, man. Uh, fucking freaks. Beamer, Benz, or Bentley? Benz. Word. Hey, you can't go wrong with any of those. Those are all nice cars. <laughs> oh, and here's the last question, man. I, I've, I've asked this a couple of times, but I always like to hear what people have to say, man. Uh, what do you think is the best mid-sized car on the market right now? <laughs> i don't know the prius all right you heard it here first all y'all get out there and get you a prius leave those teslas alone until fucking elon musk's ends world hunger that's our mandate <laughs> that's what i bought was a prius you have a prius i do i've i had two but one of them got totaled and they, i have one left <laughs> i got a sick-ass hyundai elantra man i'll be whipping yeah? that shit around town oh yeah Dude, I went with the Prius because when we were looking for, well, this was when we were in New York and we were just researching cars. I hadn't had a car in 10 years and every car I'd had before that was like a thousand dollar beater I bought off my uncle. So like I, we were going to buy a fucking car, take out a car loan, the whole deal. And we were just shopping around and we we're like, well, the best resale value, the best gas mileage and the lowest price, the, you know, it's just like all signs point to Prius. Yeah. It seems like a no brainer. And then after, you know, we, and as a salesman, I am the biggest sucker and the worst, I mean, I'm just the worst. I'm the easy sell. So as soon as we go to the car dealership, I know already I'm walking away for the car. I'm fucked. You know, I'm such yeah. a bad <laughs> client. You know, like, so we did. Uh, we've every, both cars we've bought and it's the first car we saw. We're like, this is fine. <laughs> is it a Prius? Is it in our budget? You got a deal, sir. Yeah. Hey man, at least it's a, a dependable car, man. I mean, I, from, from what I've heard, it's the best uh, mid-sized vehicle on the market right now. Uh, someone told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on a podcast. Yo, Taylor, man, uh, where can people check you out, dude? Where they can find you and listen to your uh, comedy, man? When's this come out? Uh, it'll take less than a week. I've been claiming to have my YouTube channel cracking for weeks and I haven't gotten it up yet. I have videos I'm getting ready to put up, but basically the same videos for my Instagram right now. Check out my Instagram, Taylor Clark comedy, check out my website, taylorclarkcomedy.com. Those are my big places where you can find all my shit. Go buy my album on Bandcamp. Uh, What's the album called? Tickle. Yeah, it's oh, called yeah, Addictive Tickle. It's, you can, if you really want to listen to it, please just fucking listen to it. It's available for free literally everywhere. But if you want to be a homie, go buy it from Bandcamp so I can, you know, feed the old kid. You know, Bandcamp's uh, a cool company, man. I, uh, I have uh, friends that are musicians and uh, DJs and stuff, and Bandcamp's got some really, they really uh, take care of their uh, the artists, which is nice. Yeah, they're not, they're not greedy. You know, yeah. they're, they're, yeah, they're awesome. So far, so good. I've absolutely loved working <clears throat> with Bandcamp. Um, so, I, yeah. I learned Let's recently that, uh, and YouTube, Taylor Clark comedy on YouTube. I should have a bunch of shit on there soon. I'm, I'm not bitching about Spotify at all, but I, I did learn recently that uh, this podcast earns 0. 0.001 cent 
per stream, I think. So I, I don't know. Somebody that did the math for me or how many like thousands of streams it takes to make a dollar. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. You're not going to get that streaming box until you're in the millions. But yeah. what you can do is get sponsors with just even a couple hundred. Well, shit, man. I should hit up Prius because we've been giving them all kinds of <laughs> shout outs, dude. Yeah, What's up, dude, Prius? Jamie Thomas will sponsor you to edit out that conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, right now he's like, him and Bill Gates are like, like, yeah, this is like the smartest thing to do is like when you want sponsorship to start pissing off every billionaire. <laughs> yeah. I have a gag that I'm going to do um, anytime I do. I've only done it once so far. But uh, anytime I'm interviewed by someone who doesn't skate, this question always comes up is, what's the craziest trick you've ever done? What's the gnarliest thing you've ever done on a skateboard? So I've been telling people, um, I switch back when AD nose grinded Al Toro. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I go I go switch back up one eighty nose granted Al Toro and then they go, Where's the footage? Or where you know, wow, that's so you know, whatever. If they go, where's the footage? I go, Oh uh it's on the Bloomberg tapes. You see, uh, I was uh, I was outside of KCDC and there was this tiny Jewish guy asking people what skaters liked. And I told him skate videos. And he goes, I'll give you $2 million to make me one of those handshake deal. So I shook his hand. I made the best skate video of all time. I switched back when Andy nose grinded El Toro. Um, I also, you know, uh, front tail, front big spin, tail slide shoved the hubba hideout, a lot of tricks. But um. I sent them all the original VX premiums. So I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the footage anywhere. And he never gave me my 2 million bucks. That bastard. That I know. deep so state anyway, bastard. <laughs> yeah. So I just want So I want to, so skaters, you know, feel free to tweet at him that we want the Bloomberg tapes. So my thing is I either want the footage back, which doesn't <laughs> exist in real life, or I want my 2 million bucks. So that's my way. I'm going to troll <laughs> Bloomberg into giving me $2 million. <laughs> Oh, dude, we we got to we have to start a movement, man, of everybody demanding the Taylor Clark footage from Bloomberg. Right. And then I want other skaters to say, hey, I got footage on those tapes, too, and like make claims. <laughs> you know, the thing is, what's going to happen is all those QAnon freaks are going to hop on the bandwagon. That's with what that. I, want. I want to take all that QAnon momentum yeah. and put it into trolling Bloomberg into giving me have, have them out here like like the way they were trying to fucking say there was a fraud election. Have them just take all that energy and turn yeah. it toward asking for the for the Taylor the Clark case. skate video from Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah. Millions of them. They'll be talking about it on Fox News. A hundred percent. Yeah, but, and exactly. Because he's like a liberal cuck, according to Fox <laughs> News, right? Even though he's actually just some corporate oligarch. <laughs> corporate oligarch, soy boy. <laughs> he's like a billionaire Jewish guy in Fox News. Is like, what a, what a, what a left-wing radical. <laughs> yeah. He like could buy Fox News, I think. As if, dude, that's the other thing. I think it's so crazy. Like Bill Gates, fucking Michael Bloomberg. You know, it's like, you guys, the easiest thing to do to fix all these problems would just to be, just go crush your enemies. It's yeah. insane that you're not doing that. Yeah. You're so rich. Like, how are you not out here just, gah, 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 like, just bringing hammers down on these people? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Flex your muscles already. That's why I don't believe any of their bullshit. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, like, yeah, like I think you're like you're more in danger of like just like if you piss off someone that's in like a regular ass street gang than if you piss off a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, probably because those dudes are actually more like true to their like they'll fuck you up. 
Right, right, right. They're, they're, the risk uh, of you, you risk your life by hurting them feelings in a much more tangible way. Yeah. That's like I'm saying, like, I would I would far more insult uh, Bill Gates or uh, Jeff Bezos than I would go insult like a crip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel a lot more. Uh, <laughs> they feel their hands don't feel as, as long. <laughs> All right, everybody, check out Taylor Clark. You can go on my Instagram. Uh, there's a link to him there, but it's Taylor Clark Comedy. Also, TaylorClarkComedy.com. Also, check out Addictive Tickle. You go on Bandcamp, listen hey, to that shit. This dude is funny. You. And my podcast well, is Addictive Tickle as well. Oh, yeah. And his podcast is Addictive Tickle. Uh, You're the best. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. This podcast rules. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to My Views of My Own. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me at myviewsaremyown.com or on Instagram at myviewsaremyown underscore podcast or on Twitter at myviews underscore podcast. Or I don't know, maybe you could just skateboard around a town and just hope you run into me. I don't know. It's, that's unlikely. So maybe try the uh, social media ones or the website. Thank you.